really need to figure out how I want to say my last name. It doesn't sound <laughs> one right of these though. days. One of these days. I think I need to go to the Russian pronunciation. So I'm going to talk to some Russian friends and like go full on into that. Can I hear it right now? I think it's Yatrovsky. But I have like Invisalign in. So it's <laughs> <laughs> this is complicated. Welcome to Mind Space Minimal, a podcast exploring the connections between consciousness, lifestyle, wellness, and aesthetics. We're your hosts. I'm Jessica Yatrovsky. And I'm Daniel Ryan. We hope you enjoy this episode. So today we are talking about Rest is medicine. Mm-hmm. It's the month of June. We're doing a sleep-themed month, which is kind of ironic because we've opened up in mm-hmm. most of the country and yeah. people are doing the opposite of sleeping. <laughs> exactly. It's springtime. Everything's all about renewal <laughs> yeah. and regeneration and you know flowers blossoming. Mm-hmm. And we're taking naps. Yeah. But, you know, but let's, it's cool. Let's not ignore how important rest is and that's why we chose ever to do this. right ever let's <laughs> right? never ever ignore how important rest is no please. and no. you know what's funny is that that my dream is to just lay in bed and rest and i like mm-hmm. withhold that from myself which is some kind of like masochism and also mm-hmm. feels like i don't deserve to do it which is like this is turning into a therapy session <laughs> But, um, but that's kind of the way that I view sleep. And then at nighttime, since I'm a night owl, it's hard to like get in the bed and go to sleep. But I have always been very, very, very obsessed with this idea of rest because I feel Mm -hmm. like it's the fountain of youth and I do Mm. view it as medicine. So, Mm -hmm. but just at the top here, I just want to say we're not doctors. We're not offering medical advice. These are our opinions and our thoughts on the matter. So... Don't go doing anything crazy and then be like, I want to listen to that podcast. They told me this and that. So just at the top, I want to say, so when I Googled, this is what I've been doing, by the way. I just start Googling the topics or the title of our podcast to see who's talking about this stuff. (laughs) It's such a cheat, but I love it. It's great. It gets the juices flowing. So when I Googled um, rest as medicine specifically, This is what came up, and it was kind of amusing. Um, It was, what does rest mean in medical terms? Okay. Another one, it says, is rest the best medicine? What is the importance of medicine? What is medicine work? Which is, they digressed there. And Mm. is sleep the best medicine when sick? So, Mm. and then just for the sake of... um, I did, I did find some cool articles, which I'll share some info from those articles, but I wanted to start off by defining what rest is. So according to definition of rest from medicine.net, it says repose, relaxation, a fragment of embryonic tissue that has been retained after a period of embryonic development. Wow. I don't, I'm not doing that. I didn't. I didn't see us going into the embryonic parts of life in so, that 
does that I didn't anticipate that. Yeah. Does that mean that when we're that's womb, right? That's got to be in the womb. Presumably. Okay. Yes. You're resting um, in the womb. Um, I would need to hear it again, but unless it's referring to some other, unless we're using embryonic metaphorically or something. Well, that's why it was like yeah. repose, relaxation. Okay. And then it goes a fragment of embryonic tissue that has been retained after the period of embryonic development. So this is this is a whole other definition. Yes, for, it's like a number two. Yeah, just want to. It's like a number that. two. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so, um, but I do want to ask you how you define rest, like for yourself, mm. like not like a medical mm-hmm. definition, but like how you think about rest and how you define it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's two. I also have two definitions, I suppose, that come to mind immediately. One is a literal kind of sense of rejuvenating energy renewing relaxation and repose is a great word uh but that activity you know it's kind of important it could be very still and very calm but rest is still kind of an activity where we are letting ourselves be again refreshed renewed have our energy kind of restored whether we're relaxing with friends or sleep, of course, which is it the you know ultimate form of rest, perhaps, or, or maybe that's death. That's the ultimate form of rest, perhaps. But uh, but anyway, that kind of repose that has uh, has that refreshment and renewal in it, and then a less literal meaning of rest would be like I don't know. There's actually all kinds of interesting ones. It's like musical rests. Mm. There's uh, you know, to be at rest, to let something like a glass of water that comes to rest or something like this. So there's also these meanings that are, are somewhat more metaphorical. Like let it rest, put it to rest. Yeah, yeah, all that, all that. You know, one other thought, just want to come back to something that you started with that I thought was kind of interesting. Just talking about all these associations with rest and what a luxury. It's funny, two sides of the same coin. Like we think of it being like this luxuriant thing to like stay in bed all day, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also, you know, the shadow side of that is like, you know, laziness and lethargy mm-hmm. and self-shaming and judgment for being in bed all day or something like that. So it's kind of interesting to consider too, just all those different interpretations of staying in bed. And, and you know, I, I, hope we all love our beds Mm -hmm. it's where we sleep it's where we're going to have a great deal of time and you know spend a great deal of our life so you know it should be a pretty happy place hopefully I love bed I I just worry that if I stay in it too long then it's going to like I have to really tire myself out Mm. in order to be able to go to sleep at a suitable time at night Mm. so that kind of freaks me out a little bit (laughs) like oh you better get out of the bed even though you're really enjoying it it's like I'm not enjoying it because I'm stressed because I know that I'm looking at a clock and I'm like oh I'm gonna have to be back in this bed in 10 hours and I don't want to be awake all night and I'm not sleeping in a bed alone so it's like you have to also you know factor in that you're not the only person in your bed if if you are bless you like I definitely the next place I have want to have multiple bedrooms so that I could just come to bed whenever I want or stay up in the bed and do the mm-hmm. things we're not supposed to do, like watch TV. But fuck you, like <laughs> <laughs> do what I want um, or like sleep in and 
you know, just not having that distraction where you're either distracting someone else or they're distracting you, I think mm-hmm. is quite lovely. And to be able to sleep in in solitude um, is really nice. But the people with parent parents out there, people that have children are like <laughs> probably like shut up. Like you'll never oh be able God. to sleep again. Um, yeah, parents of young children especially forget mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, but yeah, we're our hearts go out to you. They do, but we're not there yet. We're so there we're yet. complaining about <laughs> this very trivial <laughs> thing about getting a good night's sleep. About all this time to spend in bed. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do with I it? I mean, oh my oh, gosh, we can't spend too much time in bed, or else we're not gonna be able to go to sleep. I that's mean, right. that's terrible. I'm sorry, guys. We're horrible. Well, I mean, but let's bring it back to rest as medicine mm-hmm. because, you know, again, shout out to all the parents of young children out there. I think these necessary passages of life that just do happen, you know, and I, I do hope to be the father of a young child someday. And I'm sure I will be sleep deprived when that happens and will know better at that time than perhaps any other in my life. That rest truly is medicine. Mm-hmm. And I love your uh, um, description of it as the fountain of youth, too. I, I yeah. agree with that. I had some late nights. I had some late nights recently, and I was just, like, awake, and I could feel the older you get, to, it's like your body's like, no. Like, yeah. it's not having it. And you yeah. could, like, your skin and and your system, you just don't feel well when you go to bed at two o'clock in the morning you just don't it doesn't feel yeah. good and so i'm trying I, I feel like every time you and i talk i'm like i'm trying to go to bed like an hour <laughs> earlier an hour earlier an hour earlier but we spoke to a sleep coach and that's going to be airing this month mm-hmm. so we're super excited about that and she gave me some takeaways that i'm going to start applying gently what's the first one the one with the red light oh yeah I think that I respond really well to light therapy because I'm just mm-hmm. so sensitive to environment that that really, I think, resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And then just being more mindful about what I'm doing during the day that's going to like jam pack the rest of my night so that I can't do what you do, which is nothing before bedtime. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm attempting right. to do that and just kind of like start my evenings earlier by like eating earlier and... You know, nice. doing the sauna bag thing that I do earlier, taking a shower earlier. Just for reference and context, too, and I would love to hear a brief description again for everybody what that the red light shift that you're making mm-hmm. is. But you're referring to my doing nothing before bed was referencing my nightly ritual, which I try to keep as um, mm-hmm. minimal in the in the spirit of our show here as minimal as possible and try not to necessarily do nothing but you know as close to nothing as i possibly yeah. can in terms of getting ready i didn't for mean bed it like that just, i mean like you're not gonna get into no, a course, puzzle for bedtime you know it's like you're yeah, gonna yeah. chill <laughs> yeah although funny enough sarah and i have been doing crossword puzzles oh. <laughs> before bed recently which i would it's not soothing necessarily per se but it's like it's activating it, well, it's not that either. It's funny. It's like this little, it's like playing with a little toy or something before bed, you know, just kind of like occupying the mind. Mm-hmm. It's it's equivalent, it feels almost to counting sheep or something like ah. that, but maybe a little bit more puzzling. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I oftentimes wish I could get one of those like $20,000 beds where like it one side comes up and then I can have like a light where I can read because reading does help me yeah. fall asleep. I know. But it's like, I'm like, and then I like fall asleep on my side and my neck's all crooked. And um, you wonder why, you know, we, we don't feel well. It's like our body isn't sleeping in alignment. And that's why rest as medicine is helpful. Big deal. Just, just yes. getting the rest. And we do get into like the, t- the amounts of times and stuff that we're sleeping with the sleep coach. But I did want to reference some of these things that I looked up. Um, I found this cool article on Elite Daily called there's a scientific reason why people always say sleep is the best medicine. Mm. And in the article, they cited some, they quote this doctor. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's, so I think this doctor's name is Dr. Shirag Shah. And he says that the sleep benefits the immune system by, quote, improving the development of protective molecules. So one thing that I do know the reason why sleep is so important is because there's cellular repair. So when you, when I made reference to skin specifically, it's because when you're sleeping, what the hell do you think is going on? It's like repairing all of the cells. It's, 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 it's doing like a little, like a Roomba, right? But in your body, like that's what's happening. And that's why we sleep for so many hours and why we need that sleep. So you can repair yourself for the next day. And I think um, there's cumulative benefits, right, to getting enough sleep. And um, he also points out in this article that there's been some research done, specifically this one study that was published in a medical journal called JAMA, J-A-M-A, J-A-M-A, Internal Medicine, and it showed that people who sleep less than seven hours per night on average are more likely to develop the common cold compared to those who clock in at least eight hours of sleep per night. So so that's saying if you sleep too much, that's not good? Is that what we're getting from this? Well, that's certainly true that we can sleep too much. Okay. So there were some other things that I was thinking of. I was thinking of like sleep aids, right? We use sleep aids, our diet. Hey, by the way. Are you getting drowsy at all as we just talk about sleep over and over again? Yes, I'm like fucking <laughs> tired. I'm just like, I want to lay all, down. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. I, this is one of the central messages of this podcast. So, so yeah. I vote that the next podcast episode, mm. I'm going to lay in bed and cast from the bed. <laughs> Can I sure. pull on a blanket and just get really comfy? Yeah, I was thinking about this a lot in terms of, you know, what we're doing during the day, sleep aids that we use at night, whether it's CBD, whether it's like medication or what have you or something over the counter, our diet. Um, Like if you eat something funky at night and then your stomach is just like, like all night, like that ain't good. And then like something that I mentioned before, like the frequency of your sleep Mm -hmm. and like, are you frequently sleeping the same amount of hours? Are you going to bed at the same time? Like, how much are you following that? And does it fluctuate a lot? Because I mm-hmm. think that that's where when I talk about skin and stuff and like cellular repair, it's like you're not just going to get cellular repaired with one night of sleep, of good sleep, right? 
Like you have to be doing and it has to be cumulative. So that's where I kind of like fell into this rabbit hole in my head of thinking about that myth of catching up on sleep. Like, oh, I'm catching up on my sleep. It's like, you cannot do that. And I found this little um, article called Sleep Debt and Catching Up on Sleep from the sleepfoundation.org. Hmm. So they talk about sleep debt. So this article written by Rob Newson for Sleep Foundation, he talks about a few things on here. One mainly answering the question, what is sleep What is sleep debt? So sleep debt, also called a sleep deficit, is the difference between the amount of sleep someone needs and the amount they actually get. For example, if your body needs eight hours of sleep per night, but you only get six, you have two hours of sleep debt. And since sleep debt is cumulative, going to going to sleep 30 or 60 minutes later than usual for a few days can quickly add up. So I'll stop there, but there you go. I guess I just answered some questions <laughs> that I had for myself. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And thanks for listening. No, <laughs> um, I mean, this article, I can link it in, just goes into how to avoid sleep dead and all of that. But yeah, generally, I think that I started to think about rest as as a vitamin or rest as a way of life and just ultimately rest as lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. I like it. Listening, I, I've, I've been reminded over the course of this conversation of a, my previous lifestyle in my 20s, which is you know, a couple chapters gone now. But, you know, when I was tending bar in particular, in my lid to mate, excuse me, mid to late 20s. Lid to mate. Lid to mate. <laughs> That's what happens when you get over 30 is the words yeah, that, that come out. That was, yeah. Also, live to mate was my <laughs> motto during <laughs> during this chapter in my life, maybe too. But uh, so I'm a, I'm a bartender in New York City, which means I am doing nighttime things professionally, mm-hmm. and I am up until five or six a.m. and you know oh. sleeping until who knows what time. That's why bartenders are young, right? Like I remember. In Vegas. Most of them. Not all, but most of them, yeah. I, I guess they're just creatures in the night then, the people that are older, because right. I I remember, oh, I was going off about this the other night about when I lived in Vegas and I was a an event photographer, but like for nightclubs. So like my night would start at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it would mm-hmm. end around five. And then I had to upload yep. all the images and all of that for like the magazine or whatever it was. And I wouldn't get to bed until like seven or eight. Yeah. And it sucked. It, my nights, my shifts would start earliest, 8 p.m., sometimes closer to like 10. And I would be done. I mean, I worked at some venues, which was very merciful because that meant I'd left when the show was over. So mm. I'd be home by like one. But the bars I worked at, I was there until four or five in the morning. And this was like six ish years between my mid twenties to early thirties. And just what a lifestyle, man, what a lifestyle. Here's the thing though. And this is where it, where it connects. Sleep saved me. Mm. (laughs) You know I mean? Like I was still young enough, my body, you know, young enough, all of it that I could kind of handle it and bounce back from certain things and everything. But I would, I would sleep. I would give myself all the sleep I needed to compensate and account for what I knew at the time was a completely unreasonable lifestyle and schedule. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, even though my hours were crazy, I, I really, I wasn't, my lifestyle, all things considered, actually wasn't even that unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I, I was eating pretty well for a guy who worked around every possible vice. I really didn't partake in most of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink as much as most other guys I knew. I wasn't participating in the way a lot of other people were. That doesn't mean I was like straight edge or super chaste or anything like that either. I just, you know, I, all things considered, I was actually kind of healthy. My schedule was just insane. Yeah. But I, I, but I slept. I gave myself all the sleep I needed. And I think it kept me alive and healthy. Can't, why can't we bring back day drinking? So people go to bars every day. <laughs> uh, we got to go to Europe. Yeah. You know, Europe, they know how to do it over there. I didn't. They know what it's about. I mean, I did the same thing. I, I didn't drink or do drugs. So at all, like actually I, I would probably define myself more as straight edge. I wasn't like actively saying I was straight edge, but looking back, I'm like, oh, I was definitely straight edge because I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I didn't smoke. I didn't do drugs or anything like that. But when I would go to these venues where that was what people were doing, I would come home and yeah, I would give myself sleep. And sometimes I would have a lot of sleep. I would sleep for like nine hours even like after that. And, you know, it's in the desert, so it's bright. So I had blackout curtains and you just pull the blackout curtains and just sleep, wake up in the late afternoon, get it all going again. And it's just like, oh, God, I hated that. And then there was a moment when I was in graduate school here in New York and I had I had been hired to do similar work doing event photography and nightclubs. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Like this is so, it's not that it's beneath me. Yes, it was beneath me, but it was so just terrible for my system. And I was in graduate school and I was working like five jobs while I was still in school. And just having that moment where you like come out of a nightclub in New York and it's like snowing, you're like, fuck yeah. this. And you couldn't get a cab. And this was prior to like Uber right. and Lyft and all those other places where you could get cars. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore because the car, I remember I, I flagged down a car and I was living in the city and I was maybe like 20 blocks from my house and I wasn't going to walk 20 blocks. It was too cold and too late, you know, kind of dangerous for a woman. Yeah. And this guy was going to charge me $40 to take me home. And it was a straight shot because it was 6th Avenue and I lived off of 6th. And I was like, no, I'd actually rather walk home and get assaulted than pay $40 <laughs> for that. But I, I eventually found a cab. But, you know, it's yeah. it's like that. It's interesting because then when you go into a different thing where you're like in school now and you're working a job that's in the middle of the night, it kind of doesn't it's not good for your health. I know people are definitely doing it and pulling like double shifts and going to school and having families oh, yeah. and tending to their children. I don't my hat's off to you. I'm not wearing a hat. My headphones are off to you. Like I I don't know how people do it, but rest is essential. And I even think, you know, with meditation, like that's a form of rest. So finding those 20 minutes, if you can, anytime during the day, like that's, they say that there's cellular repair that goes on during meditation, right? I think I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, (laughs) framing, framing meditation as intentional rest Mm -hmm. is something I very much believe in. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get back into it when you haven't done it for a while though. So 
It's a habit. I, I'm curious, actually, with your opinion on this. So I practice transcendental meditation. I know you've tried and practiced different, you know, types of meditation. I was told that you shouldn't do meditation right before bedtime. Hmm. But sometimes I'll do it in the bed still and I'll fall asleep. And I feel like that's effective. You know? There, yeah, there's different traditions, of course. You know, I, I, I think it depends on the meditation. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it depends on the meditation and the person. I myself have designed and recorded numerous sleep meditations mm -hmm. and sleep aids and guided exercises that people can do and enjoy right before bed. Um, but then, just as we were saying before, so certain activities will also work us up. You know, using myself as an example, there was a time in my life where despite finding meditation frustrating at times, I was still doing it, mm. <laughs> you know? And uh, my teacher would say, well, then frustration is the object of your meditation. And I would be like, well, the fuck does that mm -hmm. mean, man? Yeah, help me out. But, but all of this, this was like a reflection essentially of my mindset and attitude and, and, you know, a frustration that was in me at the time too that needed to be worked out. Anyway, all that is a way of saying I would not have recommended to myself I do that before bed. You know what I mean? Where I was and the way I was engaging with meditation, it wasn't restful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the question I think each person can ask themselves is, do I find this restful? Is it mm. es essentially aiding my, you know, transition into sleep? And if it's not, you know, then maybe we don't need to, to do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I like that. And I feel like you've told me this in multiple different ways over the years, but like hearing you say it again kind of sits in a place where I can, where it is resonating with me again. Mm. I, I'm really trying to work on my sleep, but I, I really just fall back on this idea of it is medicine. It's medicine for your body because we want to protect our immune systems. We want to repair our, our bodies and take care of ourselves after a long day or not even after a long day, just give ourselves rest, give ourselves, give ourselves all the rest that we need. Mm -hmm. And buddy like me, who's kind of resistant to rest, to give yourself the, the grace to just entertain the idea of rest. Like if you fall asleep during yeah. meditation or you lay down to close your eyes to take a nap, like it's okay. And I'm mainly saying this to myself, but you know, it's just this paranoia that I won't be able to sleep in the middle of the night. I'll wake up or something. And I like a nice solid falling asleep at night and staying asleep because nothing's more annoying than waking up in the middle of the night. But, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts on sleep? I hope we both get some good sleep tonight and I hope everyone listening mm -hmm. gets a great night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Space Minimal. Visit us at mindspaceminimal.com and email us at mindspaceminimal at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.